Greetings from Longtime No See, the podcast. Every week, we'll be inviting two blindfolded comedians to answer a series of questions about their careers, lives, and opinions. Now, let's remove those blindfolds and start the show. Hi! What would your opening line with your celebrity crush be? Loved you in Harry Potter. <laughs> Worst date you've been on? A man bit my neck mole off once. You did what? A man bit my neck mole off. Oh my God, Jack almost fell off his chair. Be sure to follow and subscribe to the podcast. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Consequence Podcast Network. The farm in Manchester can be a daunting place, especially if you've never been there before. For those that go dragging and screaming, for those that go with eyes wide open, this week we take you from the exit to the entrance. Every step of the way, everything you'll need to know for Bonnaroo 2021. The What Podcast, Barry Quarter, Brad Steiner, Lord Taco, taking you through the festivals, the industry, and all things in between. It starts. How about Barry Corder, Lord Taco, Brad Steiner along with you. Welcome to the What Podcast, which bands this year that matter. If you're new to the show, welcome. If you've been around uh, for years, welcome back. I'm uh, I'm Brad. Guys, nice to see you again. I uh, hope that you have gone back and, and uh, realized, now that you've uh, listened to some previous episodes, one of which is uh, How to Make a Hit Part 2 with my uh, esteemed boss and colleague, Troy Hansen, how hard my job truly is <laughs> <laughs> that was my takeaway for sure. was it yeah yeah boy i don't know how you do it don't you just well, you've, you've, yeah you've got it rough travel i uh, no i i, I feel like um it's, it's a big deal you know uh creating creating art barry is very <laughs> difficult and, and you are a high level Artiste like myself, it is heavy as the head that wears the crown. Yeah, they say, just, very heavy as the head that wears the crown. Anybody no, uh, can do it. It's you. I am so uh, I am so proud of the last uh, couple of episodes, Mike Daly in particular, and then uh, Troy Hansen thereafter. I know it was a departure on what we normally talk about, and I know it's a little sort of out of left field, but uh, it's it's that kind of stuff. That first, I don't know if if. Now I'm not no some podcasting expert who knows every podcast in the history of mankind, but I don't know if that kind of stuff gets talked about very often. I really hope that you got to spend some time in the last two episodes. It's amazing to me um, how intertwined that's the that's been my takeaway. Everything that we've done, 
uh, add those two to, and we say this all the time, the Ashley Caps, the Jeff Quayars, the Ken Weinsteins, and the bands, um, it all, obviously, and it has to, it all dovetails, and it's not as, it's not as, um, what's the word? They don't, they're not as far as, separated i guess that's what i'm trying to say sure sure you know what i mean if they one mixes with the other or it all doesn't work and yeah um, i i like that i like the way you put that the chemistry is um is strong but what i would say is uh, the other thing is we all know each other you know it's not something that is too too foreign to any of us because we're all sort of swimming in the same pool right exactly Um, but I will say when somebody who I don't know in the industry um, just happens to be on a Zoom call and says, uh, hey, wait, you're you're Brad from the I listen to that podcast every week and I've never met you and I don't know. I, I've never told you about the show, but yet you're in this management group who that, that's pretty <laughs> exciting. That kind of stuff still that's makes cool. me feel pretty good. And so today I know that we've been doing a departure over the last couple of weeks, but we're going to come back uh, to center today uh, to where our roots are is that's with Bonnaroo and go through some of the things that if you are maybe a first time Bonnaroo goer, maybe it's your second time and uh, the first year is a little shaky. Mine sure was. Uh, <laughs> this is going to be your first time checklist. We're going to go through uh, every step of the farm and all the things that you can expect, all the, the landmines, we know where the bodies are buried. Barry, you've got a couple of uh, Bonnaroo's, maybe one Bonnaroo, two Bonnaroo's over me, but I think this will be 15 or 16 for me. So we know every step of the farm and hopefully can take you through each possible twist and turn that you may find come Labor Day weekend. Agreed. And I was trying to remember, Russ, will this be three or four for you? This will be technically three, but I sort of counted as four since we had the mini Bonnaroo last year. To me, that was Bonnaroo. Yeah. Fair enough. So so we come at it from a perspective of me, I think, 17, Brad. You said, what, 15, 16? 15 or 16. I don't know. I'd have to actually do the count. I know my first first year was 2004. Point being, you and I have done it a bunch. It's still fairly new for Russ. So, you know, we come at it from all those different perspectives. Plus, Russ brings a bus russ in the bus he does bring that's, the bus. that's the way to do it we do are, it different ways i don't know if you knew this but uh 2004 here's a bonnaroo did you know in 2004 did you know that maroon 5 was on the lineup no yeah this was when they had that first album right after they changed the name that had first album that actually was really good but they canceled and you know why they canceled at the last minute because i know i'm not even gonna guess adam levine had a sore throat well no 2004 was the year that was the torrential downpour where the reason why i said i was never coming back to bonnaroo is because we got stuck the second night after the torrential downpour in camp and trying to make our way out of this miserable experience that we had had uh our car got stuck uh, probably 20 yards from the exit yeah. and we got stuck there overnight and, and we woke to the sounds of some sort of i don't know local kid pulling cars out of mud that was three feet deep it was uh it gave the kid 20 dollars, but you got your car out and it was <laughs> the most glorious feeling i've ever had in my life because that first time i ever went to bonnaroo i didn't have any of the resources like this 
So I had no idea what I was walking into. Yeah. Absolutely no idea. I've said every year, I'll take the heat over rain every time. It is a really good place to start, actually, Barry, because if you don't know, uh, the Tennessee heat in June, kind of rough, but there's nothing worse than than rain, literally nothing worse, because it it affects everything around you. Uh, The heat, you can can bear through, right? You just put your head down, try and drink a lot of water, but when the rain comes, that's when things really get itchy. Your campsite gets destroyed, you, you... that really rush job that you did to set up that comes to bite you in the ass. Everything turns to mud, which also means things around porta potties all become mud. You don't know what you're stepping in half of the time. You're (laughs) losing shoes. It is a disgusting, disgusting pit. Now I will say they've done a great job because they've overgrown the grass for so long. Yeah. That's why they, I, I, I make a joke every that. year that I, I write about grass and you know, the stories that I write for the paper and not that kind of grass. I which it, kind of grass, which kind of, I mean, yeah, but Russ, but, we've seen him work. We know how that story. You, it's hard to understand what 80,000 people walking through the same puddle does a small little trickle becomes a river of mud after 80,000 people walking through it. So they fixed a lot of that, but that back in those early days, and I told you the story of my, one of my first, it was either first or second year. I was in a little pup tent because I didn't know camping. I was by myself and I was laying there looking at the top of my tent, watching it thunder and lightning. Think I may not make it through this night. (laughs) I really may not make it. That's a good. So there's three, there's three areas we want to focus on today for the first timer checklist. And, uh, you know, if you are not a first timer, you want to throw in an idea at the what underscore podcast. Also, the place where uh, we've been giving away some Bonnaroo tickets. We'll talk, get, get in that here in a little bit. But first, if you want to throw something in the what underscore podcast, Barry, on, what Twitter. Was the, on Twitter. Yeah, sorry. What is the biggest mistake you made your first year or two? Uh, not planning shade, not not bringing some sort of pop-up tent, you know, something for shade, a tarp, and and trying to do it all at once. We'll talk about that some more. Um, not understanding how big the place was and not also understanding there are things there like food and water that you can get. You don't have to bring everything. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, those are my, those are the big ones that I've learned. Taco, the, what was your first, first mistake you made first year? The biggest mistake First you year, biggest mistake. Uh, well, you know, I've, I've not gone that long, but I came from a camping background. I've already, you know, do a lot of camping trips. Mm-hmm. So probably my mistake was over-preparing because I was expecting, I was going in as if I'm going out in the, in the wilderness. Ah, um, yeah. And the biggest mistake I made was I packed a lot of food that I thought I'm going to cook food, you know? Yeah. No. Didn't cook a bit of it. I I got spoiled by the uh, food vendors. We we were in pod two that year. Mm-hmm. There was like a professional chef cooking just amazing food all weekend long. And, you know, when you're looking at digging out the grill and getting out the propane and like setting up to cook and then the dishes, like I can just walk over here and get like a gourmet burger, like pretty cheap. Yeah. Um, and the other yeah. thing too about the food that it goes, goes unspoken sometimes is yeah. Yeah. You have great food that's around you, but Honestly, you don't really want to eat all that much. Right. You know, no, you, you don't, don't. really no. want to. The funniest thing in the world to me is how people will line up for hot Thai food. There is a <laughs> Thai restaurant. <laughs> and yeah. who, who was saying to themselves, man, it's 102 degrees. I could go for some pad Thai. 
Right. <laughs> I could yeah. use some. Or, I mean, as, ever, as much as everybody loves uh, spicy pie, spicy I mean, is, 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 is a lot of cheese, is that something you really want to put in your body? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Given the bathroom situations. Yeah, that's that's part of it. You, you, Brad, you're exactly right. You don't want to eat as much as you think because yeah. of the bathroom situations. And you don't really, it's so hot, you don't, you just don't want to. It's not, that's not a priority. Water's more of a priority. Sure. I have and noticed, the- I'm looking at the website and I know, Brad, I'm sure you're going to bring it up because I, I well, well, let's ask you your first, your mistake. And then I'll, then we'll go back to what Taco said. Uh, getting drunk the first night. Okay. I thought you you were going to say bringing your grill and all that. Well, that was, that was a mistake, but that's something I can just chalk up to. I just didn't know what I was doing. Getting drunk the first night, that is a problem (laughs) because that is going to bury you for the entire next day and it's going to affect your entire disposition. Let's not talk about Thursday, 2019 for me. (laughs) Look, we have a guy guy that, um, that uh, went hard. And this is a vet, a deep, deep vet. This guy's been there since day one. In fact, he might live there still. He's with <laughs> us, and he, um, he got just ripped apart one night. What, two years ago, three years ago? He stayed in his truck for two days. Yeah. Two days. Yeah, it was I mean, bad. If you, you cannot go hard like you think you, you – I understand raging, and I understand, you know – Keep, but you got to keep yourself level. You got to keep yourself medium. And if you go way too hard on the wrong thing, ours was margaritas. Um, we were back mm. in sort of like the radio compound and they were, they were doing a party the first night and margaritas after margarita after mar- we must've had 20. And oh my gosh. Boy, what a disaster of an idea. What an That's absolute a bad idea. Yeah. That's a bad idea because yeah, people ask me that all the time. You must go up there and just party. And I no. said, no. No, no, last no, thing, no. The last thing the, that I want to do is be hammered. The last the sun thing I comes want to do. up when the sun hits your tent, you're up. Yeah. I mean, we've had great weather the last couple of years, but those early years, it was it was every bit as hot at three thirty in the morning as it was at three thirty in the afternoon. Yeah. It was I, I know guys I know guys that don't have hangovers and they just you know, they can live and survive. But even the slightest hangover will be multiplied by a million in that yeah. heat around about yeah. six thirty. Right. And and as you said, September in Tennessee is not a whole lot cooler. No. I think it is, and it is Correct. not. It may not be as humid. I, I keep seeing comments. I keep seeing people saying, Oh, September it's gonna be so much cooler. Like, no, don't be fooled. That's, that's, no. Don't be fooled. Don't be Do fooled. Not underestimate fact, it. You know, I know it's sort of a it's not an odd conversation. It's not about global warming or anything, but in June it's relatively cool in Tennessee compared to September. It's like the summer has shifted a month, Barry. Everything yeah. has gone backwards or down the down yeah. the calendar. And September now is as hot as August used to be. Yeah, it's weird. We get, like I said, June seems to be muggier, more humid, but mm-hmm. the September sun and heat is every bit as brutal. So yeah, yeah. Now we, we we will get an extra what hour of sundown because it's going to be past the time change. Correct? Oh, I didn't think about that. So the sun will set what an hour earlier than normal. Really. Yeah, man, I didn't think about that. That's actually brilliant. Yeah, because yeah, there so is that, a major difference on that farm between three o'clock and seven o'clock. Oh yes, it is. And <laughs> it's like, and once that sun goes down, I mean, it does get cool. So you know, bring a blanket. Cool. Yeah, yeah, that's what I love the most about it. I love. Yeah, I love. I know this is crazy. I know this is a nutty thing to say. I love wearing pants 
on the farm. You know, <laughs> it's a new experience. <laughs> I didn't even take them for years. You didn't wear pants, Barry? Not not long pants. Oh, didn't even gotcha. bother. Sweatshirt, yeah. something like that. Didn't even bother. All right. Well, let's do this. We got three areas that we want to hone in on. Uh, let's uh, go with the first one: traveling, traveling to Bonnaroo, the What Podcast Festival first timer checklist. If you're traveling to Bonnaroo, if it's a, a long drive, uh, let's say you're driving like the Hams guys do from Iowa, what is your first tip, Barry, to somebody that is going to have a multiple day drive to get there? Uh, the What Podcast. Okay, good. Wow. Should keep you entertained. Road, road trip playlist. Yeah, the okay. entirety of your yeah. trip. Um, they've changed things uh, with the early arrival. Uh, obviously plan, you know, however your, your, how long your drive is plan for that. Take your time, uh, plan to get there when, you know, when you can, and and you're going to get in line typically, uh, that's, I'm a little curious as to how all that's going to happen. So, you know, not just plan for your actual drive time, but plan for, um, waiting in line. And I don't. And to that point, my first, my first suggestion to you is don't rush, right? Don't try to rush. Don't get impatient uh, because the festival doesn't start the second that your camp is set up. The festival right. doesn't start the moment they walk into Cineru. The festival starts the moment you get into your car and put it in drive. Yeah. that's a good Because one. that's where the Bonnaroo mindset means the most. If, if it's the closest thing to like yogic thought and meditation that you can find if you've got that place to just turn it into your, your safe space, right. Start it there and don't start it when you get to Manchester. That's a great tip. You know, I, I've told you, I don't like to travel. Manchester's about as far as I like to drive. And it's, Barry, it's an 45 hour. minutes. <laughs> I know. And I still whine and complain like it's horrible. <laughs> we, we barely got you to Miniru in yeah, Winchester. Was, I, I, I complained. Yeah. That's a um, trip to the grocery store and back Barry. For some people. Yeah. No, I'm spoiled. Look, my commute to work is five and a half minutes. If I hit every red light, I'm spoiled. I understand this. So, but to your point, and you're right on, like I remember David Bruce, you know, driving down for the mini Roo and even to Bonnaroo from New Jersey. What do you say? 13 hours, 12, 13 hours. And for a lot of people, that's nothing. I mean, they'll hop in the car and, and, and they just like drive it. And, and they, they like, like it. it. And yeah, you're exactly right, Brad. So, you know, seriously plan on podcast, music, playlist, get your head right. Yeah. Just know it's going to take a while. And then know when you get to Manchester, it could still take a while. And then when, um, and then when you actually get on site, go through Taco. You're the one that's done this, and not us. Go through the search process. If anybody is worried about getting searched, you know, because they're going to have to check your car uh, for, you know, knives and glass and things glass. that you shouldn't be bringing. But go through that process if anybody's stressed out about it. Yeah. Yeah, and that's 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 really what they're looking for. They're looking for glass, glass containers, and looking for something that looks like a weapon. I've got, you know, a hatchet and camping knives and hammers. I took all that out because I didn't want anybody to be like, you can't bring that in. Of course, it turned out they just kind of, eh, yeah, you're good. 
And, you know, if there is a interesting place, um, you know, where you've got, you know, all of this stuff packed into your car, they're not going to make you unpack your car. Now, I have met somebody, a friend of mine that was asked to unpack their car. Entirely? I don't, entirely. I don't, maybe. Was that by staff or by a police officer? (laughs) It was by staff. That then became a police officer because I think that they were marked as a random to do a drug search on. And there is a possibility of that. So, yeah. So it's not, it's not completely out of the realm of possibility, but it's, it's uh, something to be aware of. So rule number one, and we probably should have said this at the start. Mm -hmm. Don't be a dumbass. Yeah. Don't (laughs) be that guy. Just don't be the guy. Don't be the guy. Don't make them do what they don't want to do, which is take you to jail. Because by the way, the people that are checking you, are also festival goers. Correct. These they're guys that are volunteering, they're they're going to the shows too. In in large part, they're volunteers. They're not police. You know, they're not. And it, it depends on the time of day in the week. Uh, early on, they might be more gung ho than later with some of the searches and some of the the rules and things like mm-hmm. that. But don't be a dumbass. If you're bringing stuff in that you shouldn't don't leave it on the dashboard don't leave it in the console um you don't do it while you drive up uh you know having a pbr in your hand when you drive up is probably not the best idea what Uh, yeah i know the other thing too is and i i've read this before i know that they put this in the rules and it is maybe one of the stupidest things that i've read in print you can only bring two cases of beer it's not there anymore. I uh, that list yeah. today. And I was that was to... one of the dumbest things. That, nobody's counting beers. No, they're not no, counting beers. Just don't bring glass. How are you pulling? How are you going to open up a, a a cooler? Tell somebody to dump out all the ice and like count those beers. Count, yeah. count every one. You're of over them. by four. <laughs> well, let me drink them real quick. Don't bring it in glass. I I watched a carload of people pouring out all their bottled water so that they could pour their liquor in their from the glass into their empty <laughs> bottle. Yeah, I mean, look, we, Hillary, the reason why um, the our camp is called Camp Nut Butter is because Hillary one time made a whole batch of nut butter and put it in a glass container, didn't think about it. We took it to Bonnaroo, and they're like, you got to throw that out. And she's like, I spent hours making this nut yeah. butter. And so yeah, she pitched a care. fit. They don't care about your nut butter. Don't care. So we had to transfer the nut butter into a different thing, and then they had to keep the glass. So it is it is ridiculous, but it also, you know, if let's just say, for instance, there is say like a beer exchange, and you have a very highly specialized beer that you'd love to bring to share with insert person here that you meet at the beer exchange with the Camp Redaru guys. How about just putting that very special beer? bottom of the cooler um if you were to do that i would never suggest that you do that don't (laughs) break the rules but you know there are ways around this well i mean in the glass thing is a good rule because no there's so many people walking around we you don't need to be stepping on glass that's right that's what it's about the other thing too i saw somebody wrote right one time they said uh, and this will get into the camp you know what i'll I'll save it because it, it is something that i wish that um there are bad ideas. There are very bad ideas and there are very bad things to bring to camp that don't make any sense that will make life worse for everyone else. Glass is one of them because, yep. you know, accidents happen. Yep. All right. So before we move on to camping, 
to wrap up travel. What, what, what do yeah, you? I got, I got a couple of travels. Yeah, oh, do I'm you? Not, I'm not ready to move on. Oh because, wow, yeah. guys oh, yeah. came. Guys came loaded to bear. I just I wanted to homework. make sure. I wanted to make sure that we we. If you don't have a reason to leave on Monday, or Sunday night, I would almost just take your time leaving too. I would take your time trying to, again, this whole process. It's like the if you ever watch the movie Search for Animal Chin, if you're a big skateboarder. The Search for Animal Chin was about the discovery. It was about the search and not the discovery, right? It was about the, the path that got you there and not right. what you actually did. Again, if it doesn't start, if it starts the moment you put the car in drive, it also doesn't end until you get back into your garage. Yeah, a lot of the, uh, a lot of fun, I guess, and you it, we haven't done it to the degree that a lot of folks have, but that waiting in line to get in is where a lot of people make new friends. You start, you start really catching the whole vibe. That's right. Because mm-hmm. it's about, uh, you know, being cool. You know, yeah. I mean, I, for me, waiting in line is, is like my nightmare, but if you have the right <laughs> attitude and you, you know, you're, that's where the, that's probably where radiate positively really started was yeah. waiting to get in there. Um, and that's where you, you, that's where the whole Bonnaroo ethos and vibe really gets. And I, and I also don't think that I know the history of Bonnaroo is, is covered in terribly bad traffic and awful long lines to get in. And I know they've done something and a few things to make that better. People are still waiting in lines that are hours long. Uh, it, it ain't going to go any faster. Right. Well, it's maybe not- with this new, with the early arrival, and that's that kind of what maybe. I meant earlier when I said it's almost like a new festival. Being it's able true. to start going in on Tuesday could be game changing. I really don't know how many people can do that, and I, I'm very curious to see how it impacts. You know, they started letting everybody in supposed to be Thursday morning, and then it was 2 a.m., then it was midnight. You know, and then now it's Wednesday. They start mostly because they want to get them out of the Walmart parking lot and into <laughs> yeah. the site. But um, yeah. So, but, but they're not going to open up center room until Thursday at noon still. Right. Which means the plazas will be done. Will they still be working on the plazas while people are driving in? You know, we need to get uh, probably Jeff Quayar on and have this conversation. Cause if you don't, if you don't recall in 2019, when we were driving around the whole uh, campus and there was, you know, plot, it was Wednesday. They weren't yeah. done painting. No, they're still putting they you know, in years past, they were still putting the heads together. Uh-huh. And, uh, yeah. So I'm curious and this sort of about the travel and camping sort of merges the two. Be prepared if you're coming on Tuesday to basically camp for two days before Santa Rue opens. That's a whole different thing. Yeah. You know, yeah, and in that case, you probably do need to bring some food because we we've talked about this a lot, and we can talk about this in camping. But food has always been the the like Taco said, the thing that somebody does way too much of, and you right. end up being. Oh, I know what I the, did. It the, the key is year. the key is non perishable. Bring snacks. Bring stuff that's not going to spoil. Uh, stuff you don't have to prepare, like stuff that's just ready to eat. That's really good because you know I wasted meat you know, eggs, you know, I brought everything and didn't, didn't use it at all. Yeah. But like stuff like granola bars, uh, peanuts, you know, stuff you can just open up and snack on. That's, that's really good to have. Cause that don't yep. go bad. As a man who has a uh, bus that is hard to get up and down a mountain, 
what other Ooh. kind of uh, travel tips do you have, Taco? Oh, yeah. 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 We'll talk about the mountain, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, like whether you're like us, you drive 45 minutes, so you'd drive in 12 hours. Um, the key is incognito because the, every cop on the way to and from Bonnaroo knows what Bonnaroo is. They know when it is. Mm. They know people are coming down. They're going to be parked at every exit all up and down the highway. Point. So, um, do a, do a check on your car before you, before you drive. Ah. Make sure all your lights work, tail lights, turn signals, headlights. Um, Go ahead tag, and check tags your tags updated. Tag, yeah, tag light. Make sure your tags up to date. Make sure your insurance is up to date. And do not decorate your car. Don't yeah. put Bonnaroo <laughs> all over it. Flying your freak cops, flag. Yes, flying, yeah. flying your freak flag. Just <laughs> these cops them. will will see you a mile away, and they will find any reason to just pull you over and harass you and search you because they know you're going to Bonnaroo, and they think, well, this is probably you know an easy ticket for me. Yeah, and that's a so, that's a tricky one, Russ, because a lot of times people are traveling four and five to gather and mm-hmm. you know the back window has got a sleeping bag in it or right you know yeah. so you gotta kind of be uh i mean sometimes you can't not make it look like that's where you're going but like sure. that's a great point what russ said make sure your lights are working and your blinkers and and all of that stuff yeah and because any of that that's that's that could get you pulled over if they see that and then oh where are you headed to bonnaroo oh you mind if we search your car you know yeah. don't say have- bonnaroo Say you're going to a music festival. <laughs> we have a guy. <laughs> or we just, guy. yeah. We have a guy in our camp, and uh, every year we, we ended up driving together. We would carpool behind him, and he uh, his thing was always, if he ever got stopped, it was, oh, no, 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 we're not going to go to Bonner. All this stuff's in here for a fishing trip we're taking. Uh, we just need to go across <laughs> there you the go. Ears, a fishing trip. Yeah. There you go, fishing Jack. trip. That's a yeah, good one. Yeah. Nick a Jack. Yeah. yeah. Me, me, and a uh, pretty girl in a big giant floppy hat. We're going fishing. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Got it. yeah. And uh, AAA can be your best friend. I have AAA uh, at least once a year. I have to get a tow or you know something. Um, invest in AAA if you don't have. But check with your insurance. Maybe you've got roadside assistance because you don't want to be stuck on the road, out of state, with a flat tire or you know car not running and you not having any way to get towed or have it fixed, uh, AAA can be a lifesaver. I think that the best tip that, that I have heard so far is remember that the cops are on every exit. Absolutely. Told, so there is a spot, right? Is you know The way that we come from Chattanooga is uh, you get to the top of the hill. What's the name of that, that mountain? Mon Eagle. Yeah, you Mon get to the top of Mon Eagle. And as soon as you get to the top of Mon Eagle, the second exit, always a cop sitting there on every weekend. Never fails. Never fails. Also, leaving, it's, again, not as bad, but when you're leaving, your car will be covered in about four inches of dust. That is a big signal letting them know where you've been. Yeah. Hit a car um, wash. For, for I mean, I haven't seen them do what you're talking about. I don't doubt that they do, uh, but they certainly are on the lookout, and I know probably surrounding counties no, their people are coming too. So. Absolutely. They're they're heavy in Dade County and Georgia. I guarantee you anywhere, you know, 75, 24, it, all those cops know what's going on that weekend and they're ready. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's a, again, it's a great point. Those surrounding cities are the ones that I would worry about the most. Yeah, Manchester's not going to give you any problems. It's, you know, those complete jerks just along these. There is a neighbor. There's a town right before you get to Manchester that we drive through. 
And every year, because we take a back road, as soon as we get off the interstate, there's a back road. And we come to that four-way stop barrier. You remember that four-way oh, stop? Yeah. That's not we officially slow Manchester down. yet. We're not yep. in, I don't think it's Cook County even at that point. And, but as soon as you get to that four-way stop, you are surrounded. Yeah, that's right. There must be 50 of them. Yeah, and that yeah. next building, they're behind it waiting on you. So Just waiting we on always we slow down. Yeah, um, small town. They got nothing better to do. They know, eh, yeah, we can probably yeah. pick up one or two people here, right? Tickets. So just be careful and uh, don't start partying, uh, yeah. especially in, before you Incognito. Yeah, there you go. You want to be as Good. unassuming. You want to blend in, look like every other car on the road. Good tip. Don't stand out. Yeah, that's a good point, 77 Westphalia. Uh, yeah, um, uh, yeah. Me and my giant green. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's why I take back roads the whole way there. Uh, Whether uh, you're going to Bonnaroo or not, they're going to think. Yeah. You are. Oh, yeah. I think you said it. It begins when you hit get on the road, but it doesn't end there either. So just take your time, plan for the whole week. You know, uh, I could even talk. I could even I, go I, one step further. It's not just when you get in the car; it's when you're packing the car. Yeah. Do you know how many fights I've gotten in p- trying to pack the car? Oh, yeah, I remember you. T- she tried to get, what was it, a hula hoop? A hula hoop. Yeah, that was a... <laughs> we had to unload the whole damn I've car between the so two that, of you. <laughs> so that she could get a goddamn hula hoop in there. That, by the way, she never used. Not one time in that weekend. This was in the front of your house. We hadn't even left yet. And I thought, this is, they're already at it. Over a hula hoop. And you didn't have oh, room yeah. for a hula hoop. No, yeah, I couldn't of- even slide it into the top of the car. <laughs> That's how packed we were. And she wants to squeeze in a hula hoop. Wear the hula hoop, why don't you? Good luck. Yeah, speaking of Monte Eagle Mountain and packing, like last, what, two years ago, I had Barry, I picked up that generator from you. I had the, the couch, the full Bonnaroo couch. I had the sign. I had, what, like probably 100 pounds of carpet. I was loaded down and in and in an old, you know, air cooled bus. Yeah. The prospect of climbing Mount Mont Eagle. We didn't think about that problem, did we? We didn't no, really we did anticipate not. the weight issue that you would have. No. Yeah. Especially climbing the mountain. That was a slow, slow climb. Sorry but I made that, it. Buddy. No, it's fine. I mean, uh the key <laughs> for me is just momentum. I if I can get going fast enough downhill and then hit the hit the going uphill. If I keep that momentum, I'm good. But if there's like yeah. a big truck in the lane and I have to slow down for them, it's over. Because I can never achieve that speed again. I can't so pick it back funny. up. Sort of sounds like your sex life. Got to get that momentum. Just just don't slow down. Just uh, <laughs> don't stop. Yeah. <laughs> As you get into camping, I feel like this is the uh, this is the crux of the entire operation, right? Um, we'll get to experience and shows next, but the camping part is the part that uh, I can't stress enough. You got to get right because yeah. you're creating a home for yourself for four, if not five days. And right. if it's not right, you will be so miserable. You'll get so irritated and you'll just want to quit and go home. And if you're coming from a long way away, there's no option of just going home because you're stuck. I know the one and only year that I camped out in what we affectionately call Gen Pop. Um, when I camped out there, I all I remember is that once they got you in, there's not, you're not leaving. You're not leaving. There's, there's no, no, no way you can leave. There's just 10. Now they've got it a lot more organized and there are paths and ways to drive in and out if you were to, but I don't even think that you can come back in if you leave, right? Not from there. No. Okay. In fact, you can't leave until your neighbors leave because in a lot of cases you start tethering and yeah, you're bumper to bumper. They line you up. Yeah, you're not going anywhere until the guys around you, you know, go. Um, I would say shade 
is key. Like I mentioned, I, my first year, all I had was, uh, I, for some reason I had two saw horses and a two foot by three foot piece of plywood that ended up being a table. And I don't think I was clever enough to have brought it on purpose. I think it was just in the back of my truck. And the only shade I had was an umbrella. And we, we bungee corded it onto that table and rotated it as the sun moved. That was the only shade. I had no tarp, nothing. Um, didn't think about it, you know. So tarp, some sort of shade, uh, very, very important. Uh, the best tip I got, and I still do it, is buy bottled water, which I hate doing because of plastic. But anyway, and freeze it. I just, put, I, Taco, I don't know about you, but I love this idea of thinking about Barry just sitting alone with a parasol. <laughs> pretty much. I think about it all the time. Yeah, just twirling it. Is. I feel yeah. pretty. Um, <laughs> but yeah, don't buy bagged ice. Buy the case of ice i mean water and then freeze it well okay let's i'm gonna stop you there i'm gonna stop you there let's let's talk about just coolers and ice first off do you suggest i'm gonna ask you two questions do you suggest investing a lot of money in one of those really 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 expensive coolers um, which which are heavy very heavy extremely heavy but they'll last you a while or or b do you and what is your experience do you like it and what is your experience with dry ice I haven't used dry ice. I think some of some go ahead. I think you can, you can be smart about ice and not have to use dry ice. I don't know enough about it to suggest it, but I think you can get away with just regular ice. There's there's uh, a bunch of cooler tips. Yeah. There's a bunch of cooler tips. The frozen water thing for me always worked. I always end up by the end of the week with one or two that are still have some ice in it. You know, they start to thaw but they keep what food that I bring that needs to be kept cool, cool. Plus I drink right. the water as I go. Yeah. Yeah. When they saw, then it's just water. It's the best, you drink best it. Yeah. Tip. Well, and your, is, your food doesn't get soggy. Well, this okay. is why you, you probably need several coolers and not That's just one. That's what I was one. getting ready to say. Yeah. If yep. you can yep. get the, the expensive ones, the smart thing is to put the things that need to stay cool the longest in there and don't open it. We'll just make that an to. ice cooler. Yeah. If you right. got to, you know, if you use an ice cooler like we do to make the Lady Marys or whatever, that's a different cooler. But if you can keep the expensive one closed, it will keep things. Well, the way that the way that yeah. we did. So this became an issue very early on in Camp Nut Butter, where um, I realized very quickly that we needed a tent that was just for a kitchen. Mm-hmm. So we have a we, kitchen. We Yeah, we needed it. We That's needed legit. it. So yes. we have we have a 14 foot tall just kitchen tent. Now that also comes with two coolers because we have so many people, uh, two coolers that are just clean ice, right. just clean mm-hmm. ice that you can transfer yeah. either as a cocktail maker or you can put it into another cooler as you see fit. Correct. Now, yeah. um, I would suggest that, but not only do you put those in the, in the kitchen tent, but you have to, I, I think that the smart person would also cover those as well because the more that you can keep them out of the transferring sunlight, the better, um, no matter what kind of cooler it is. So uh, find some sort of cover for it. Also the festival has done better job. If you remember early on, Brad, people used to go to get ice and they would pay, I don't even know, 10 bucks. It was a lot of money and you would have to walk way far to get it. And by the time you walked back, half of your bag had already. I know, but I still think that ice is 
it's still expensive. I mean, it still is, but it's, oh, it's available. It is. Is, is it's a little bit more available than in the past. So mm-hmm. if you can do dry ice or whatever, or get one of the expensive coolers and, and make that work again, but, but, you but can get you're, it. but I understand somebody who's coming in a Toyota Tacoma or a Toyota, you know, Tercel. I don't know what the hell a car, Camry. It's going to be hard for you to fit three different coolers in your car. Mm-hmm. So yeah, just understand that that you freeze do, the bottle. You, Freeze the bottles. The bottle freezing is good. I don't like this dry ice idea. I've never been a proponent of it. First off, it's expensive. And you might as well just buy an expensive cooler if you're going to spend as much money on dry ice as you want to. And it, from my, in my experience, it always makes things taste weird. Like if you put dry ice in food, nothing oh. tastes right for me. I don't know what it is. I don't like it. I don't like it. Yeah. I think you plus create- you need proper yeah. ventilation. You could right. you could create I, a a bad situation if it's yeah. sealed up too tightly. Yeah. I think uh, yeah. I think the you, frozen I think you bottles, just put frozen bottles. Yeah, I it, think frozen it bottles. takes up as much room as the bag ice, and like and, I said, it doesn't get things yeah. soggy. And when we yeah. say expensive cooler, you don't have to get the name brand Yeti. There's tons of companies that are making right. coolers just as good, uh, cheaper, still you know not twenty dollars, but a worthwhile investment because it's a cooler that will last you a lifetime. It's not going to tear up. Yeah. It, it they're, really they're is well, a good They're well-made. Yeah. I'm going to plug, plug a cooler business that is here in town, here in New Orleans, that actually yeah. is, is a good friend of the radio station, but I love this product so much. It's called Kysik, K-Y-S-E-K. Um, they, their cooler is a dream. It's a dream. I want one so bad, but, uh, you know, you're right. Spending... $250 on a cooler just doesn't seem like a, a advantageous thing for me to do. Uh, but when I want it and when I need it, I always say to myself, I wish I had that damn cooler. Yeah, I wish yeah. I had that cooler. I love mine, but you're right. Yeah. They are heavy too. They're Very empty. heavy. They're heavy when they're empty. You put yeah. Well, that's, but that's part of why they last so long. Right. You know, no, no, it's, like you get what you pay for. You, you well, it's also, do. it's also only meant for certain occasions. Like if you, if you take that out on a boat, especially a, a small pontoon boat, it's going to sink you. <laughs> it's so heavy. And I'm not yeah. putting that. I'm not going to put that thing in, in Taco's bus because I know it's going to make it even harder for him to get up that mountain. <laughs> so it's only there yeah. for like certain occasions. I don't, you know, am I, am I walking it down to the bayou to have a picnic? No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're, you're yeah. It's not a, you don't, and you don't need it for that. That's a short term. All right. So my biggest tip that I can give you for camping. Um, and you have to understand it comes from a guy who is a total diva. I really need creature comforts at home. So the secret to Bonnaroo, first and foremost, if I had to give anybody one piece of advice, would be, especially if somebody's neurotic and tied up to um, every little thing affecting me, weather, a breeze of wind, um, you know, somebody touching me. All of this stuff just gets so grating to me. I don't like bugs. I don't like being outdoors. I don't like touching you know i i don't like sweating so Can't wait to camp with him again huh Russ? So, oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> i had to create a world where everything just made me feel comfortable well that wasn't enough i finally figured it out somewhere around year five year six that the way to do this is to just let everything go and it took me a few years to to know how to do that but now i've gotten to the point where i just let everything go and let it come to me when it when it actually comes to me so but before I did that, we started creating these creature comforts at camp that, to me, were game changers in 2005. Everybody called me crazy. 
Every single person in this group thought I was nuts because nuts. they wanted they wanted to hard head it and they wanted to be real campers. They wanted to really show their Ugh. no. I started bringing 600, 700 square feet of carpeting. Um, we, there's not a place in that camp that doesn't have some sort of cheap carpeting that we have accumulated over the years. We might have enough to carpet my house. That's how much carpet we have at, the, mm -hmm. in our, at our disposal. So first off, find not just a, a cheap rug at Walmart or something. No, no, no. I'm saying go to Lowe's. Outdoor and get the, carpet. That outdoor, it really large swath of it. It's going to cost you a couple hundred dollars, and you're going to be willing to give it up when you, when you say goodbye. But if you get five people, six people to pitch in, get a giant piece of carpeting, you stake it down to the ground, it is a game changer. Also, you could probably go to a, a carpet outlet and just get whatever they're throwing you away. That, you know, do you don't not, care what it looks like. Do not do right. what Barry did his first year and bring carpet squares. That shit doesn't work because you can't keep them together. You can't no, keep them it together. Works. It, I use them to put in front of my tent, a couple of them to wipe my you know, shoes, whatever, feet. Okay. Um, they, yeah, no. they work as doormats. Is a doormat for doormats. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't try to do livability. Try to do bigger space is what we have. No, right. That's uh, one of my favorite pictures of Brad. Is is uh, you with a little push broom vacuuming the carpet? The bissel, you know, like okay. Sunday morning. Yeah, again, the bissel. Yeah, there's there is something now. The bissel is not the right answer, but there is chargeable, um, portable vacuum cleaners. I highly recommend bringing a vacuum cleaner <laughs> because by Friday it will be a disaster because yeah. you've got so many so many people walking through so much dirt bring a vacuum cleaner get a broom something to clean it off I, I know that sounds nuts i know that sounds nuts but do it and i promise you keeping camp clean changes there your you entire go. mentality mm -hmm. the other yeah. thing about creature comforts and another thing that i got beat up by we bring a couch we bring a folding um ikea couch and not just one We've got two at our disposal. Now, I know this sounds nuts, and I know it sounds stupid, and it's not feasible for most people, but finding a way to make camp more comfortable than those awful Dick Sporting Goods chairs is, yeah. is the winner. I agree. Yeah, a good There's, chair. Uh, two, several things. Uh, air mattresses are key. You got to have an air mattress. Well, I'll get to air mattress here in a second because I've got a uh, tip on the air mattress. That a good chair, a good plate. You're you're gonna be in camp a lot more than you might think. You're gonna um, be in camp more than than the festival. I promise yeah. you. Yeah, especially if we're getting there Tuesday. So you're gonna want a really good chair, um, and you're gonna want to if you have a nice, clean camp with good chairs. Right. Yeah, that's where a lot of the fun happens. If you know, if you're yeah. with people that you you like, and and even your neighbors. So that's the other thing. Bring more than you need. Bring more chairs. Bring more comfort than you need. I know the. I know you want to be very diligent and cautious about the things that you bring because you have limited space. But when it comes to creature comforts, bring it. I don't care if it's a flamingo. Bring it. I don't care if it is um, mailbox. Picket fence. Mailbox. We bring a mailbox. Yeah. Picket you know, fence. We bring picket fences. If you bring it, because I promise you, the the more that you have fun with camp, the better yeah. you're gonna experience have an experience, better experience you're gonna have while you're at camp. Now, when it comes to uh, the air mattress, uh, there are air mattresses that are, of course, better than others. 
I almost want to say whatever you do, if you have an air mattress now, sleep on it for a night or two and tell me if it, it doesn't have a hole in it. I bought, uh, we got an air mattress for a gift a couple of years ago and we slept on it one Bonnaroo and the damn thing is already flat. It's already flat. We have people that come to town and they sleep on the air mattress and within two hours they're on the floor. How did that happen? We have no earthly idea. Yeah. Whatever you do, sleep on the air mattress a couple of days and see if it holds air because if, if it doesn't, you're going to have to spend another couple hundred dollars. On yeah. It. Check your stuff before you leave. Check yeah. everything. Take it all out. I mean, I pack yeah. all mine in duffel bags, but I usually the night before two nights, I take even my tent, I take it out and put it up just to make yeah. sure uh, that critters haven't gotten to it or dry yeah, rot I've known, or whatever. I've known people that have come to camp and they've got their tent and no tent poles. No you tent know? poles. Don't, don't let the first time you open up your gear be right. at Bonnaroo. Open it up. Make sure it's all there. Put it together. Make sure it works before tacos, you pack it up. Tacos, as, as far as uh, Taco's talking about me. Uh, <laughs> air mattresses. I wasn't, I have, but. I have two air mattresses. I just stack them on top of each other. Yeah, I was going to say the other thing, too. Bring another one. Just yeah, in case, yeah. bring another one. Uh, yeah, that I way I have two. That way, if mm-hmm. one of them goes bad, I have a second. But I also stack them on top of each other, which gets it a little higher off the ground and it's a little more comfortable. Okay. Another, another tip for camp and livability. And this is not about uh, making camp fun. This is about uh, general organization. I also hate when camp is dirty. I hate when camp is dirty. And I, the thing I loathe the most about what we do is we believe that the easiest way, the best way to make trash is to tie a trash bag around a tent pole. All right, well, that drives me nuts because that means trash is just sitting next to me while I'm, I hate that. Figure out a trash situation. I don't care if you bring it. I one time told the, the team, we're bringing a trash can next year. And they all looked at me like I was crazy. Frankly, a trash can doesn't work because it's too big and bulky to pack, but got to figure out some sort of trash situation that's not just a bag sitting on the ground. I hate that. And bring bags. Uh, they usually are pretty good. The staff. The uh, what do they call it? The green crew, or they do, but again, you gotta have something, they'll give you clean clean bags, but it's gotta be there's there's gotta be a better answer than just putting a a bag on on the ground. All right, that's the first thing. Second thing, you know, those you know, those flappable bins, bring those, you know, those closable plastic bins that you have, or something to keep your clothes and your toiletries organized. I bring <clears throat> a chest of drawers. Now, uh, not everybody needs to do that, but if you did have some sort of way, a stackable way to organize your toiletries, your dirty clothes, your clean clothes, um, because yeah, look at this. What do you got? Oh yeah, so you have a closet. You have a closet. You need that's what you need. You need something like that to keep everything organized because. I promise you, in the in the middle of the night when you're rushing and you don't have light, you're gonna want to be able to access something pretty quickly. Headlamps, flashlights, headlamps mm-hmm. are a great idea. Lanterns, uh, pardon? Lanterns, lanterns. like uh, outdoor lanterns you can hang lanterns. up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, illuminate your campsite. One of the early things that I got all focused on was uh, sandals, chacos, and all that. Those were fairly became all the rage i guess screw that wear a, just wear a good pair of tennis shoes that are comfortable because you're gonna yeah. do a lot of walking 
it, the sh- the shoes may be the most important thing in the world. Absolutely. Even, even if you want to make a fashion statement, our buddy Nick uh, wanted to wear white shoes and start at white and see how dirty they got. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. uh, you got you got to buy in spring for the the pads in the shoes that are going to help your feet. The arches, yep. the arch support is going to change the way that your back hurts uh, yep, because yeah. your back will hurt at some point. <laughs> um, those arch supports are going to be. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't bring your, uh, you know, your, what were they, $1,500 Kanye shoes either. I would get a pair of just comfortable shoes that could very yeah. well get wet and dirty and muddy. Just and go destroyed. buy Bonnaroo shoes. Go buy shoes for Bonnaroo. Uh, That's right. Make sure they're very comfortable and then don't care if they yeah. get dirty, messed up, because at the end of the weekend, you're probably just going to toss them. And if, you toss survive, if they survive, good, good for you. You yeah. got a new pair yeah. of shoes. But if they mm-hmm. don't, toss them. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I, I totally agree. The one thing that I would not bring for camp, um, I don't think that you. <laughs> we talked about food. Food is necessary, but it's the type of food Taco mentioned it. Um, I saw somebody say that they wanted to figure out a better bathroom situation. So their idea was to bring a bucket. And the way that they were going to solve the bucket problem would be kitty litter. It's been done. Okay. That's fine if it's been done. But you are 10 feet away from the next campsite. I don't know if that makes me feel the best. (laughs) (laughs) Knowing what's going on over there. There's somebody with a bucket on the other side of that car. That yeah. the answer for them to fix whatever they're doing is kitty litter. That's a, uh, look that's at a, the amount of time, the, the space that you're going to take up bringing cat litter and a bucket. Yeah. Terrible. I'm going to say, cause I was just looking at the Bonnaroo website um, before <laughs> we started doing this in the past, we laughed about bringing grills and charcoal and all that. Un- totally unnecessary. You can now do it. This year yeah. you can do it. And I'm going well, to guess I, that's because they think it's going to be September and it's going to be the fall. Oh, I was going to say because they're going to be there on Tuesday. And because you're going to be there well, earlier. So yeah. there might be more, you know, cooking uh, like we uh, opposite of what you were saying earlier, Taco. But how yeah. do they do that? With Look, I, I thought I that they know. didn't want us having open flames. You can bring you can bring the little green propane tank yeah you get the um, little green bottle of propane or, or, or you know small little bag. handful of charcoal yeah so if you want to i mean that makes I'm sense not- if you're an rver you know or if you're like the one person in group that has a ton of space how is somebody going to do that just you know driving up from yeah florida in bumper, there? Bumper or no, you know yeah. if I don't know. if you got you know i got the bonnaroo skillet hell i might bring the grill and uh bring the bonnaroo skillet cast iron skillet we might Nice. Cook breakfast on it more than one. We had you know? what? What was it? We had uh, eggs Benedict that one Sunday morning, bro. I remember that was great. Yeah, we did. It was one. It was one year, and it was <laughs> friend of the show Chris Cobb that made it, and he was doing it because he wanted to get back in our good graces because he had bailed on us the year before and the year before that, and guess what? He hasn't been back since. No, so, he was there last time. Was he? Yeah, I don't believe that. Yeah, no, Chris, right. he was there for a little bit. Okay. The only person who are like of our eight. You know, people on our banner with the heads mm-hmm. didn't wasn't there was Dewar. Everybody else, wow. we had seven but, yeah. people there that year. All right. Anyway. Uh, so, uh, uh, any other tips of camping? Anything that you should not bring? Uh, Barry, Anything? are you going to bring up the? Oh, Gatorade I got one bottle? more. Uh, one more thing before you go. <laughs> okay. The one thing you don't need to bring, and we've talked about this in passing on the bug spray. You don't need <laughs> bug spray. 
Yeah. Um, there's no bugs. There's no bugs. <laughs> yeah, do bring uh, sunscreen and all that, obviously. Uh, but yeah, bug spray, you don't need it. We've seen three bugs. In I've never, yeah. Years. You know, you know what I've seen more than bugs? Skunk. A skunk. Yes. We saw a skunk run through the campsite because we were the first ones there. Um, there are no bugs. They, they spray There's this no thing bugs. so I badly. I mean, they cover the thing in, you know, they don't want bugs either. That's going to ruin your experience. Yeah, now, the, bad, bad experience. man, years in the very first year, like tw- that, those first five years, Barry, though, we were eaten alive eaten alive we had we decided to camp right next to a open body of sitting water because the guy that we were with thought thought it was lakefront property as if we're in some sort of jimmy buffett song he uh no it was a big mosquito trap and we got destroyed absolutely destroyed that year so um I bring some toilet paper bring you know I'll bring a lot of toilet to paper bring, bring lots paper. of toilet paper um I think tacos point as far as like food is 100% the, the grazing type foods the granolas yeah. I yeah my wife my wife thinks I'm crazy but I bring a, a animal crackers and a jar of peanut butter I mean if at the very least that will get you through uh you know a handful here and there absolutely sugar and protein I know Taco yeah. made fun of this earlier, but my my favorite snack is pimento cheese sandwiches. Mm-hmm. Barry's wife's pimento cheese is the best thing that I've ever I've ever tasted at camp. And I know that sounds crazy, but you know what? There's some there's a little bit of I don't really mind foods that's gonna lock me up. <laughs> that's key. You 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 know your own body. You know I do. What right. you put you know, in it, at you this know point, you what know my happens. body. I, yeah, we all do. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, um, you know, eat food that you know isn't yeah. gonna stop you up or whatever. But yeah, uh, it, it always. We lost you. We lost people you. People who were so upset. Huh? Oh yeah, go back. We lost you. Uh, I always love the people who still wake up at camp needing that coffee. They still got to be drinking mm. coffee. Mm-mm. Who? Yeah, it's too hot who's, for coffee. Who's drinking coffee? Right. First off, uh, because it's hot. Secondly, I know what coffee does to me. It's on a yes. it's on a plan. It's you on a, it's yeah, on a yeah. plan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, there's yeah. that. Um speaking of sandwiches, uh whatever sandwich you like, I mean, um the best tip I can say is you can make your sandwiches beforehand, lightly toast the bread, and then put it in a Ziploc bag, put it in the cooler. The the toasting of the bread will keep it from getting soggy, and then you've got like a nice dry Lightly toasted sandwich, and I think we lost Brad. Are you there? Oh, I locked up. Oh, you got you got locked up. Yeah, I don't. I didn't hear the last thing you guys said. I was just talking about toast your sandwiches. Toast your yeah. sandwiches. Yeah. Um, Barry, Barry, is there? We've never brought a toaster. Uh, we've dabbled with the idea of bringing an air conditioning unit. Um, mm-hmm. We've uh, dared bringing a microwave. Um, is yeah, where, that was a funny. I thought that'd be funny to hear. Ding. Yeah. <laughs> Oops. Uh, oh yeah. This is another one. because you love your fellow campmates. Uh, maybe not some egg salad sandwich. Maybe pass no. on the egg mm-hmm. salad. Yeah. Bring uh, bring stuff to share. You're gonna want to yes. share with your neighbor. Uh, make, if you make friends with you, your neighbor. If there's something that's um indigenous to where you live you know that um 
bring that, you know, to share with the, you know, like arrowheads or I was about well, to say, am I, I bring twigs and berries? No, you mean, want me to bring know. some like, bayou well, like, water? I don't know. Poutine, you know, is a Northern thing. I'd never heard of it. If you've got something that you can bring that is, I'm sacrificing this bayou water to you. Barry. Yeah. Um, you know, bring stuff to share. And I present we, you this gator head. We, we can't stress enough that it the marathon and not a race don't yep, over not a sprint yeah yeah sprint excuse me i mean don't don't hit it hard really maybe saturday night but if you do plan on sunday just being a you know a, a washout or whatever maybe wait till sunday but man there's so many people get there on that first day and and, and it's understandable because you're excited I mean, it's well, it's going to be tougher this year because none of us have been on the farm in almost two years. So right. you're going to want to just go crazy that first night because right. you haven't been here in it forever. Bad so, idea. but yeah, restraint. You got to pace idea. yourself. Yeah. Do Bar- Barry is sort of like the, um, the godfather of our camping setup. Right. And so I can always trust Barry to have all of the like the knickknacks that keep things together. Like for instance, Barry's incredible with zip ties. Zip ties are yes. a is like a tradable commodity. Give me a, a thing that you have found over the course of your 17 years, Barry, 16 years that you find to be invaluable as a as as something that keeps camp together. Yeah, that's a good one. Zip ties and uh, bungee cords. Bungee cords. Uh, a, a good roll of tape, you know, duct tape. You can never have too many tarps. 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 Uh, I would throw tent, tent stakes in there. You can never have enough tent stakes because invariably somebody's going to need an extra tent stake. And that's a good like commodity you can trade for. And then like, you know, it, also if you're, if your neighbors are next to you, you should be like, Hey, you mind if we like put our, you know, easy up next to yours and then create like an unbroken shade. You're just like creating more shade there. Yeah. And then you're, you're kind of becoming friends with your neighbors at the same time. You're making yeah. an inviting space. Plan to share because you're going to want Plan to, to share. Bring, yeah. You know. Bring stuff to share. Bring stuff you know you're not going to need, but you know somebody else is going to need it. Yeah. And then I, you might need something to trade for it. I do love this idea of uh, sharing amongst yourselves and asking your neighbor uh, for something, giving your neighbor something because you know you're going to ask them for something at some point. But I also fear sharing too much because that neighbor may be the guy that does, I don't know, 3 a.m. karaoke. <laughs> well, and because right. he gave you a zip tie, now all of a sudden he's the karaoke master, and he's okay to do that for the rest of the night. Yeah, or you, you might be the guy. To... Yeah, you might be the guy in the Walmart parking lot that asked for a PBR, and I said, "Sure, here you go, man." And he shotguns it, throws it down. Can I get another one? Can I get another one? <laughs> like, no, these well, are to enjoy. Uh, you yeah, know, I... our our friend uh, uh, Jim and and his son drank all my bush last the last two years ago because they yeah. don't get it where they are i couldn't believe it yeah. but i was happy yeah. to share but... i hope i hope that uh the burris family comes back with a loaded cooler yeah uh, because oh, they yeah. uh yeah. they emptied us out they emptied us out <laughs> that's a lot of fun though but uh um yeah there's it's interesting you mentioned the 3 a.m karaoke guy most people are really cool and they're really respectful of their neighbors. Mm-hmm. They are. Don't be that guy that thinks your 3 a.m. karaoke is everybody else is enjoying it. 
man, they're not. <laughs> there is there is never a year where there's not someone in every pod who thinks that they're the next up and coming DJ. Yeah. Every pod has an up and coming. Every pod has an up and coming DJ. Every yeah. one of them. Everybody wants to hear my music. Yeah, yeah I get it. Don't be that guy. I brought my turntables, guys. But guys, <laughs> <I> brought- <laughs> please don't do that. Yeah. I will say, I told Nick, who um, is in Midist, the uh, the sweet, sweet transition beats that you hear here on the uh, What Podcast. Yeah. yeah. The uh, guy that is part of that band, I told him to bring his stuff and create some camp vibes. Um, but, you know, that's a lot different than untika, 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 untika at 5.50 in the morning, you know? Yeah. I don't even think that's not what, what were they playing? It wasn't even that. It was they were like- doing karaoke. They were doing karaoke, man. And yeah. the part the part that was crazy for us was that the guy was doing karaoke, but every now and then they were obviously busy doing something else, but the songs was, were still playing. Yeah. So you just hear the backgrounds of Friends in Low Places. <laughs> that's what I, yeah. That's, instrumentals of Friends in Low Places. That, why? It wasn't <laughs> just that they were doing it. It was the playlist sucked too. <laughs> yeah. And then and then at the end of the day, at some point they fell asleep and it was still playing on a loop. And then oh, that's right. to, you know, that's right. You know, Dancing Queen, just the just the beat mix of Dancing Queen. It was, oh, yeah, the worst. Right. Like the worst. Right, right. That's the other thing, too. <laughs> you, you've got to experience. Look, something's going to drive you nuts. Something's going to make you angry. The level of patience that you have to have with your fellow Bonnaroovian is is radiate it's positivity. Unlike, it's unlike any other yeah. festival. I know we talk about a lot of the festivals here, and you know we're obviously going to go into how this is different than any other festival when we talk about the other festivals. But you don't have to do any of this for the other ones. You know, you right. have to. There's a level of patience that you have to have for Lollapalooza, but you don't have to do any of this work. The reason why Bonnaroo is so important to us and why we love it so much is because this work is what pays off in the amount in the shows that you see. Absolutely. All of this work pays off because the guys on stage, they see how much you've worked for it yeah, and they exactly. give you more. That's why that's why Bonnaroo shows are always better. Yep. Absolutely. Better. 100%. Two other things. Uh if you see somebody struggling, help them out. Yeah, uh, that's a good tip. Yes, yeah. And that happens a lot. You will see somebody struggling. Help them out. Uh, mm-hmm. Go get help. Ask them. You know, don't just step over them and walk walk on by mm-hmm. uh, like you might at home somewhere else. Um, and then God, I forgot the other one. My final camping doing. tip, and if I've missed any, I apologize. But my final camping tip, and this goes for I know anyone who is single. Anyone who is single at Bonnaroo, don't do it. Just don't do it. Yeah, bad idea. Don't don't I, don't I, have the sex. It. I know what it was. I already did it. I know you. (laughs) We won't. I know what my other my (laughs) other tip was. But hang on. Um, There's a reason why I say that. There's a reason why I thought it was obvious. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that's a good point. Uh, Next. No, go ahead. No, I mean it is obvious. It is very obvious. Just don't don't do it. Um, The other thing is orient yourself because the the whole place is going to look completely different at two in the afternoon than it will at two in the morning uh figure out they do a good job of marking the camps uh, the much pods. better than before yes it, it has been much a very better, good work in progress even even then especially if you've been partying partying and hitting it pretty hard i mean i had a guy tried to 
get into my tent last year. He obviously didn't know where he was and was confused. Uh, or maybe he did. So that's maybe, when maybe it was so, me trying to get in. So that but, was that was when Russ had sex. <laughs> oh, I yeah. got it. It was funny because it was I a wasn't pair confused. of outside of my tent. Um, yeah, you weren't confused at all. <laughs> um, but that happens a lot. We, you know, our our camp uh, because we do the the mailbox and the picket fence and all that. We have people every year you know, say, thank you. That's, that's our marker. That's where we know when to turn left or turn right. And that sort of thing. That's right. Um, a landmark. If you can set up something unique at camp, that's a landmark. I mean, you're not only helping yourself, you're helping your neighbors. Cause they're going to see that and be like, right. Oh yeah, I turn here or I'm just down here. And Brad and I have talked about it. It doesn't seem nearly as big a place to us because we've done it and we've been all over it for so many years, but it's a big place. And there are a lot of twists and turns with the camps and even in Santa Rue that, uh, Excuse me. That, well, um, I mean, that's a good segue into part three, which yeah. is shows and experiences and how to navigate the farm that is Bonnaroo. It's Bonnaroo First Timers Checklist on the What Podcast. comes to shows and experiences barry rule number one i love yours which is acquaint yourself figure out the markers take a stroll when you get there just around and and notice you know where things are how you get in how you get out there's only two real ways to get in from ga uh you got the vip entrance of course but you've got two main entry points for ga uh the ga line is is long you know, to the check-in, the, the security check-in is, is a long line. Bear with it. And then once you get in, get in early enough to just sort of walk the grounds and experience it. And my first, I promise you, this will come back to you in every possible way. Walk in early on Thursday, as early as you can, and just take in how pretty the whole thing is. Mm-hmm. Take in how beautiful the grass is. Take in how, how pristine the space looks. And then do that Sunday <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and see how far you've come. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because that Thursday, no matter what you do, if you, if you've been to Bonnaroo 10 times or one time, please experience Thursday. Cause Thursday is my favorite day in, of, of the entire year. It's yeah, my Christmas because agree. it just feels right. And I don't like feel I've done it before. I don't like feeling that feeling on Friday because that first day just lets my, whole body and energy shift and the the feelings all come back i don't want to do that when i'm rushing to a show on a friday afternoon right that's a good point and we we haven't mentioned it yet and it will be game changing it's probably the biggest thing they've instituted since the beginning that i can think of and that's jam track um in the past that's the uh transportation free transportation in the past a lot of people, especially in the camps that were way out, it was a 45-minute walk. So if you forgot your wallet or your phone or or you just needed to eat lunch, it was a you know pretty big decision whether you left. So maybe this is going to change some of that. Um, but orient yourself. Have fun on that Thursday. Relax. Take all that in. 
get get the get the you know the lay of the land so to speak and then you can enjoy the rest of the weekend and and see the bands you want to see it, it's just too much of a it's too much of an explosion to the senses to walk yep. in on friday and expect you to just like oh yeah i'm i'm good yeah it's too much i if you can do that more power to you i oh, there's I no chance that i could do that i agree when if you find yourself way out there in what you know is affectionately known as the back 40 if you're way out there you know, it's going to be, it's going to be tough. You need to probably start strategizing your day a lot more uh, diligently than you normally would if you were in a pod really close to the entrance. You know, like Barry said, even though Jam Tracks is going to make things a lot easier, you're still going to have to wait for Jam Tracks. You're still going to have to pay for Jam Tracks. You're still going to have oh, to. It's free. Oh, is it free? Yeah, it's free. Oh, that's, that's awesome. It's so game changing. That is really, that is a game changer. You just have to wait for it. But it, it, all that being right, said, right. You know, it's still a haul. Right. You know, it's still a uh, don't think, and Barry says this so often. Don't think that you have to do everything. You're yeah. not going to see every show. You're going to have 15 artists on a Friday or a Saturday that you want to see. I promise you, you're not going to see probably half of them. Yep. You don't need to, because it, it brings me to my biggest point about the experience overall. Find the one or two a day that you absolutely don't want to miss, but don't make a schedule. I know it feels like you should because there's so much that you want to go to. Just trust it. Trust the farm. Trust the process. Don't go too crazy trying to make a schedule for your day. No, I disagree totally. Uh, it, wow. Well, okay. only in this in this regard. As soon as the lineup comes out, start making your schedule because it's fun. It's well, fun to fine, do that. But but, but, but what what I what I would agree with you on is. When you get there, you're going to throw that schedule away. Sure. Yeah, that's what and I mean. And that goes back to your point of letting yourself go. And I think that's really the key. Once you get there, your camp is set up. You need to just learn to let Bonnaroo happen and yeah. have a great time. You're going you're gonna to find yourself because of the friends that you make, because of where you are, because you don't want to walk across the entire fe- – you're going to find yourself at a show that – you never expected to be at. I right. mean, you might all of a sudden find yourself at a Megan the Stallion show and you really wanted to see John Prime. You know, the those things are going to happen and don't try and beat yourself up to, to, to make all the shows they want. Just go with the whole energy and the flow of things and have a, have a working idea as to where you want to be most right. of the day. But the rest of it, just let it come. Right. And, How many and times have we, in, in our group, somebody has a, this is my number one all time, don't miss it, there's no way I'm missing that, and then they do, for you whatever reason. Because I'll just hang at camp. Yep, it's either I'll too just, hot, I'll have, I'm having a good camp. time, or the show that I'm at is yep. great, or it's too far to walk, or yeah, we, we have a all saying, kinds of reasons. We have a saying at Camp Nut Butter, uh, so what did you do today? I just hung out at camp. Yeah. Because <laughs> camp ends up being more fun than the, the effort that it's going to take at, a, at three o'clock when the sun is so bad. It's 102 heat index. I really, really, really want to see the shins. You know what? I'll just hang at camp. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can they come to camp? <laughs> yeah. It, it is, it is a hard, it's a hard thing to swallow, but you know, you, you just can't get too lost in the weeds and worrying about your schedule and, and seeing all the shows that you want to see. And we don't even know, Brad, how 
all of the new things they've created for the for camping, general camping, all of the experiences. Yeah, you may not you may not even leave. You may never leave your camp. We have no idea what that's how that's going to impact things. Um, you and I have never. I haven't ever been to the the. Uh, is it the tent Christmas? Is they do they call it a tent? The Snake Christmas? and Jakes. Oh, Snake and Jakes. Yeah, New Orleans. I've own never Snake been. And I've never I've been. been to the. Um, I've been the robe. Uh, Honestly, the, the you know there is there's Rogue Rage. Thing. You know, you heard you heard the Foo Fighters came out and said that they're doing a disco album. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't anticipate them playing any of this DG's uh, disco album on the farm. But what if? What if they just happen to find themselves at a super jam or find themselves just happen to be somewhere else playing a couple of things under a under the DG's name? They do that. You know, yeah. they did a they did a, a a only vaccinated show in LA for what 200 people a couple yeah. of weeks last week. That's not a I'm not I'm not saying they're going to, but it would not be surprising if they did a surprise pop-up show and insert pod here as the DGs. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what I mean. I don't know how that impacts everything. You, I could honestly see somebody not leaving their camp or their area uh, or, or going into center room. Yeah. His name's well, Denson. Right. <laughs> didn't, didn't AC say they, they have the data and they say like, you know, 13 to 20% of people there just never leave camp. They never go into center room. Makes. Yeah. I, I don't remember that, but it's, I don't, I, I believe it's a significant percent. Yeah. yeah. I don't doubt it. Well, we have 10 people in our camp and one person didn't ever leave his for the entire time. So that's about right. Yeah. <laughs> the, what about um, the one person that doesn't leave camp at our place? His name's Brian Stone. He does do something that is nice. He oftentimes forgets to do it, but he does do something like he's got a, um, he takes the schedule, he prints it out on a grid and then he laminates it. Right. And then puts it on a, on a ring and it sort of hangs there on, on the, uh, uh, on right. the tent. And he makes like three or four of these. Brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. Mm-hmm. That's the guy what I meant. Very, I tell him a lot. He stumbles out of stupid sometimes. And he <laughs> did when he came up with the laminated schedule where you can just pass it around to, to anybody yeah. and everybody. I love that. Absolutely. That's love what that. I meant by, you know, when the lineup comes out, do that. Cause it's fun. You when know, the schedule comes out pour over it and make my list and here's what I'm going to do. And, you know, I've said it before and Ashley Capps told us he does the same thing. And then as he said, like all of us, once he gets there, it never happens. He may have, never happens. Too, but it never, you can't do it. Um, so don't try, have a plan, you know, but go with it and then mm. don't beat yourself up. If, uh, if you miss something, yeah, cause you're going to miss something. Um, as far as uh, when you get into center room, uh, so if you've never been, there are the stages can be very confusing. Um, identify the what, the which, this tent, that tent, and the other stage, and understand why they're called that, where they are in the map, etc. So that you know when you're actually having a conversation with somebody, you don't get, find yourself in the wrong place. Also. Cell signals very spotty. Mm. So if mm-hmm. you want to meet somebody and if you want to make something happen, you better do it at a very specific time and in a very specific space. So find a home base. You're going to be in Cineru for a while. Find a home base if you have to, because cell signal is going to be difficult. Now, 
Um, there have been years past where it has been okay, but you know, in the heat of it on Friday and Saturday night, when the place is packed and there's 90,000, hundred thousand people there, it's a sold out show. Right. You're not going to be able to get anything through. So find a home base just in case you, um, you, you lose everybody. Worst case scenario, you just go back to camp. I mean, yeah. at the end of the day, you just go back to camp, but it's going to be hard to, to navigate without a cell signal. You don't need walkie talkies. You don't no, need walkie no, no, talkies, no. but you do need, you do need a totem. And I would suggest being very creative in your totem because you could be the totem guy. And then I love to that thing. I love, well, I know you are, but I love totem guys. Who doesn't love seeing a really creative, well done totem? Oh yeah. It's great. It's the one thing that differentiates Bonnaroo from all these other festivals who do not allow you to bring any of that shit in. I love that. And I, and we've said this before on the, on the show, but not today, maybe, um, if you're in a group and even if you're with say a significant other, you're both, and you're going to have a better time if you don't tie yourself to another person. You know what I mean? If Brad wants to go see whatever, and I don't, I'm not, neither of you need to get your feelings hurt. You need to be able to be fluid, have your own fluid, have your own, uh, your own time. And, and for the most part, the people we've talked to see, it seems to work that way, but I could just imagine being, you know, with a significant other or in a group that felt like everybody had to go to the same place. And, you know, that doesn't work. I'll go you one step better. It's not, if, if this significant other that you're with is not somebody that you are majorly life invested in, don't bring them. Yeah, no, no. This is not a this not, is not this a halfway. This, this is, is not, not a, a dating. partial event. Yeah, this Wait, is not me, a dating activity. Let me write that down. Wait. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't bring them. This did, is- did did <laughs> Russ try this one year? <laughs> and how did it work out? Yeah. Uh actually the first year it worked out pretty well. That was the year uh-huh. I did the thing you said not to do. I know, but but you also spent all night waiting for the person to get there, right? And then they got there very, very late. So you wasted your entire evening waiting on that person. You didn't go to any shows that night. And then when you did get there, you stayed up the whole night. Yeah. And so you slept in the next day. Well, the second day worked or the second year it worked out because I said, Oh yeah, give me a call when you get in. I'll come out and help you set up. And then I proceeded to get drunk off my ass, passed out, (laughs) missed her phone calls, woke up. Oh yeah. That's how you set do up? it. Cool. That's, That's how, how you, you do it, it my man. Yeah. That's how you yeah. do it. I, I just, I just, there's just very few times where, unless you are totally invested in the person that um, it's going to work out. Uh, maybe I'm a pessimist here. It, I just don't find it to be the best place to sort of like figure out a dating opportunity. Right. It just too much work, too much work. You're there to do something else. Well, I mean, I guess the point in all that, and you said it earlier, is it, this is a commitment. It is a a full on commitment. Uh, I don't recommend anybody go there who thinks they just might want to try it out and see if they like it, kind of thing. Right. You, know, you cannot you need, dip a toe in the Bonnaroo pool. You're not no. dipping a toe, and I wouldn't bring somebody with you who's like who's, that. Who's like that? That's thinking, right. Thinking you're gonna, you know. That's right. They might like it, but if they don't then oh, people man. are miserable. If you have if you have somebody even on the fence about it, yeah. Don't try and convince them. Yeah. 
don't. Because then you're, right, you're, both, you're both miserable. Yeah, because then you're just trying to, your whole weekend's going to be about them. The other things about uh, experiences, bathrooms are a lot better than you think. Showers are a lot better than you think. Um, the bathroom situation is not really a problem anymore. The the There are very few times where um, I've had to wait in a tremendously long line to a clean bathroom. Um, I feel like the the thing that separates Bonnaroo now is, man, once they figured out the running water situation, it, it changed everything. Yep. Changed everything. Those bathrooms are tremendous. The shower complexes are nice. And I'm going to say this, and I don't mean to come across as anything but genuine here. The shower situation and the bathroom situation in general admission in the regular camp area is better than ours. It's better than backstage. Uh, And it it pains me to say that, Uh, but (laughs) it is so much better than ours. And ours is good. It's really nice out there. It's really, really nice. It's not something they put a lot of effort, a lot of work into the, the general camping area. I mean, and I'm somebody who is a massive diva when it comes to my bathroom and personal time Um, and my cleanliness. Yeah. You have nothing to worry about out there. You have nothing to worry about. It's a lot of fun. It's a great time. If you, if you love music, uh, it's, I've always, I've always uh, described it as a little bit of heaven inside of hell. And the hell part gets better and better every year as they, as the things you're talking about. I mean, heaven, uh, hell's pretty fun. Um, (laughs) It can be be that. Yeah. I'm looking Uh, forward. I can't wait. Did we miss anything in the experiences and shows aspect? Uh, anything that we should uh, circle back on in the shows and experience section of Bonnaroo first time checklist. I can't think of any. Oh, uh, I don't think so. I like, I like this idea. I know it sounds crazy and, and it doesn't yield a lot of results. We gave everybody a couple years ago, a portable camera, a disposable camera. Didn't really work out the way that I wanted it. You, I only got probably three or four pictures that I really liked. Um, but don't miss those kind of little touches. Um, we had a girl show up. She had a she had a uh, Polaroid, one of those Polaroid cameras, huge and massive to carry around. But around camp, I'm telling you, there's a picture of me and the camp group that's on a tiny little Polaroid that I keep at my desk and I look at every single day of my life. Mm. I love that picture, and it's not something that I would see if it was just on my phone every day. Yeah. There are there are clever little yeah, fun mm-hmm. ways to make this thing unique for you. Uh, don't yeah, pass those up. There's one of mine. Yeah, yeah. There he is. See, yeah. exactly. Yeah. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. You're gonna find um, for the first timers that it becomes a year round thing, which is strange to say, but that's why we're doing this podcast. We talk about it well because of the podcast, but even before the podcast, we talked about it every week. Mm-hmm. And we're not alone, and that's what you're going to find. You'll you'll find friends that uh, you know you'll communicate with all the time. It's a it's an un, unusual experience. Somebody asked me about pit access, trying to get into the uh, the pit. Well, the pit is uh, up until a few years ago, the witch stage did not have one. Uh, now it does, uh, and there's one on the what stage. There is a place in between the pit and the regular crowd and that's for what used to be roll like a rock star. And I don't know if they're doing that anymore. No. So, so that's one thing uh, VIPs don't get in there, but the pit access is 
a European pit, whereas you have to line up all day and they let in the people who are lined up for specific shows. Like for instance, if you want to line up for Tame Impala, you know, you'll sit there for two, three hours beforehand uh, in a separate line than the people who wanted to see the Foo Fighters, for instance. Um, so just familiarize yourself with sort of the layout of the place. And if you really find a show that you really want to sit around and, and, and wait for pit access, you can do that. You're going to be sitting there for about two hours. Um, but there's also mm-hmm. opportunities if, if you want to just walk into the pit. I mean, granted, uh, you know, there's, we get in there a different way, but Brandy Carlisle, we just walked in the regular way and just walked in right up front, right up front. Those, those opportunities happen. Um, Some people don't want to, I like it. That's where I prefer to stand because I think the sound is, is just perfect. That's the other thing that you, you, nobody talks about enough. The sound at the what stage is the greatest sound system I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. It's amazing. I have never been to a show or a festival where the sound is better than the what stage for years. The witch stage lagged terribly. It was such a bad audio experience. It's gotten a lot better. Um, it's not the what stage. I don't know what it is, but that what stage is the best sounding stage I've ever heard in my professional life. The tents can be iffy. Uh, I I'm not the biggest fan of seeing a show at a tent unless I'm in a pretty specific area. Um, and on the big tent shows, if I'm there too late, I'm just walking by. Yeah. It's tough. Uh, speaking of the walking by, that was something I, I don't think we mentioned specifically, but kind of uh, make a point to go see somebody you've never heard of. Yeah. Um, that's good. What, on whatever the, the T tiny stages, whatever. Cause mm-hmm. those guys, in a year or two, we're going to be on the big stage. That's right. Hey, our uh, friends, how, unlikely candidates, friends of the show, unlikely candidates, they're playing on Thursday night. Yeah. How you know, many go, acts have, you know, you and I seen on those small stages that are now huge uh, or one, that we missed? One is, named, one is named the Black Keys. Lizzo, we missed. Nobody saw, right? Um, nobody saw. Nobody saw. They're, I, I can't stress. Everybody had to start somewhere. And it sounds trite, but go see. Make a point go, to see X. Go, go see Briston Maroney. Go see Briston. He's terrific. Yeah. And and Brad, you you know, um, you said it earlier, kind of quickly. Trust. You know, the guys who book this thing know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you you may see somebody that you don't care for, and that's fine. At least you tried. But their chances are going to be really good that they're good at right. what it is they do. May not be your you know your taste. Uh, so. That another difference that is another big difference between all the other festivals it's i'm not casting i'm not trying to say dog other festivals but they just don't put as much care and precise technique into the lineup and the schedule like the, uh, the bonnaroo guys do yeah i that to me from the musical point of view and you know I've done this so long, a long, long time, I guess the discovery part of it is the fun part for me anymore. Yeah, the camping, right. all that is, but musically, if I leave there and I've discovered and have a new favorite or two or three, that's a great festival. I mean, your, your crown jewel for your life is Warren Treaty. Warren Treaty. Absolutely. And Bahamas, mm-hmm. uh, never heard of either. I, 
my morning jacket. I didn't know who they were until I saw them. Now they were bigger. They weren't on a tiny one, but I had not heard of them. Love them. Absolutely yeah. love them. So, all right. Yeah. Well, there you go. That's uh that's the best we can do. First timers checklist. I think that um, a, a big time MVP award for today is going to Lord Taco. Uh, big, hey. big day. Great show today, Russ. Very good show a, today. A lot out of Taco. Yeah. Good job. This is it. A, a a day where uh, Russ shined. I wish that I had a trophy for you, buddy. I wish I had you, some sort of. You uh, hear that, Troy? Yeah, I was going <laughs> to say. I'm going to send this one to Troy. <laughs> what podcast? Thanks for joining us. That's Barry. That's Lord Taco. I'm Brad. I'll see you next week. Love you. Consequence Podcast Network. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger. For the ones who get it done. Get everything for your next project today at Menards and save big money. Right now, all stock outlets with USB ports are on sale. Ditch the need for bulky USB adapters. Upgrade your home with features like ultra-fast charging, allowing you to charge your smart devices up to 40% faster than standard USB outlets. Also, view our weekly flyer on Menards.com and check out all the great deals happening this week. Save big money.